It's the Yolanda Neely Show. crazy 2020 with COVID and the elections and the runoff race. I mean, we had so yeah. much going on. I mean, but we did turn Georgia blue. Yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but as we, you know, our first, second week into the new year, wow, what a start. What a start. How are you feeling about this year so far in the second week? Well, you know, seriously, I've embraced this year with a lot of expectation. I'm believing um, God for the best and believing that it's going to be a highly productive year. Um, I believe that in these first couple of weeks that we're experiencing um, with all of the turmoil going on in the Capitol, that it's a little spillover from last year. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some things that, things that we've got to clean up from the last year as we engage this year. Um, but I'm believing the best. Um, for this 2021. Okay, you got you have a positive, positive outlook. So you're getting ready to run for mayor of Brunswick, and what's the word on the street? Everybody's, you know, they're they're vibing for you. Which, what do you well, think? You know, I've had a lot of a lot of positive um, feedback, a lot of support. Um, it's always good to get people who are will are willing to contribute into your campaign and so I've got some financial contributors some some volunteers and so I'm very very excited about it you know this race um, already is estimating about six people who will be running um, in total and so there are a lot of people who have an interest in running to be the mayor of Brunswick but what it boils down to is who do the people trust mm -hmm. to represent their needs and to represent their concerns and so I believe that's what it's going to boil down to. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing Brunswick vote and say, hey, we believe that John Perry is the person to represent us. Let me ask you something, Dr. Perry. What What is it that you, you're going to bring different to Brunswick? Because we've had our growing pains here. What is it that you want to see happen, you know, as the mayor of Brunswick? Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, when you talk with people, all of us really want to see the same thing. We want to see the poverty eliminated mm -hmm. and we want to see our city grow in a healthy, vibrant way. We want to see the increase of jobs. We want to see improved housing stock. Um, we, we want to see someone come up with a meaningful um, solution to the homeless problem. And so I think we have defined this long running list over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we haven't seen true implementation that brings about a real change. And so I think that people wanna see a leader that has integrity, that has passion, 
and that is willing to fight a meaningful change for the citizens of our city. And so one of the first things that I want to bring is integrity back to the office of leadership. Mm -hmm. um, not just saying what we hope to accomplish and then at the end of the term, there's no meaningful change. And I think people are really fed up with hearing the spill of, we want to see this for Brunswick, that for Brunswick, and then when the rubber hits the road, we're no better off. Um, and so I'm hoping that when people look at my service to community, that they see a man who has stood up time and time again and spoke truth to power and who has stood by his work. And so I'm hoping that the integrity factor really weighs in and that they feel that they can trust my leadership. Now, one of the one of the things that you're really gonna have to deal with is the fact that jobs, so many people have lost jobs, especially during this COVID situation. In fact, we don't even know when we can really get back to work and really be, I wouldn't say the way we used to be because I think this is a whole new norm now, but you know, a, a lot of people, what about the job situations and you know, helping people find employment? What do you think about that? It's absolutely a need in our area. You know, it was stated that we were the poorest city uh, in the state of Georgia by the U.S. today. Um, some people say that that's an exaggeration, but just to even be named that low says that you've got to be somewhere in the ballpark. Mm -hmm. And so um, we know that unemployment has been a major issue. And so one of the things that we want to set is the increase in jobs as a high priority. And that means that we have to support businesses um, and try to get them to come to this area. Um, I don't know how active we've been at courting um, or, uh, businesses and industry that are looking for places to, to set up shop. That's something that we have to do, but in order to do that effectively, we also have to be attractive. Um, you know, our roads, this issue of flooding, all of those different things have to be something that we resolve because those things are attractive, attractive to businesses looking for a place um, to set up shop. Um, of course, um, there have been some claiming that our workforce is not the kind of um, workforce that some companies are looking for and so that we need to do a better job at developing our workforce. But I would say we have a quality workforce that is consistently leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, those persons that go off and educate themselves, they never return here because we haven't established the type of business that, you know, they want to work at. And so I think we have all kinds of opportunities. Um, and so I'm looking forward at working with um, the people who are committed within our local system to making those changes happen. You, you know, you're absolutely right about that because I'm gonna be honest, one of my biggest fears, you know, I came here for a reason. I was closer to Savannah, it was a job that was available and I could take care of my mom. Now last year this time, after, you know, my mother passed away, my biggest fear was getting, I wouldn't say stuck, but being here and there's no jobs. And I was, I was really, really very concerned, you know, for that and then COVID hit, so I kind of like, I had to stay put, and I felt like, okay, God's saying, you know what, there are things that you can do, so it's time for you to own what you're going to do. You know, I had to take, but it took me a year to really sit down and do a lot of fasting, a lot of praying, asking God, okay, what's next? Because, 
You're right. There's not those quality jobs here. There's no businesses here. I'm really not a hospitality person. I haven't done this is because you you this is a tourist place. So you know you have your hotels and even people at the hotels, they're getting you know they're not working on a consistency like they were a year ago because of COVID. You know so it puts us in a very very uh, crazy situation here. You know um, so. What do you, what what can you say to people like that? Like especially downtown Brunswick. I mean, what is there to do? Well, I you know, of course, COVID put us in a very vulnerable place mm-hmm. as a city because we are depending on tourism. Um, but you know, we are seeing that coming into twenty twenty one, that tourism is starting to pick back up and it's expected um, to go at full force um, around mid-year. And, okay. um, we may we may see a lot more than we're seeing right now a little before mid-year, but it's projected to be boom um, this year. Because of course people had to stay locked up for a full year. Mm-hmm. And so the anticipation is that your United States of America is gonna see a lot of travel. Right. And so we're looking to see that kick back up but we need to diversify. We need to make sure as a city that we're not just dependent on dollars that are a byproduct of tourism. And so um, goes back to what I said before, we need to sit down and think about the kind of businesses that we want to be here in our city. And that's going to take um, us making some tactical decisions and then putting feet to the conversation, literally going out, doing the hard work of hitting the pavement and trying to attract businesses, seeing if we can come up with some different incentives that um, makes us look even more attractive to mm-hmm. those businesses um, in the hopes of creating a, another level of mass job market. Right. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we, we are full of different opportunities as a city. Um, we've just got to sit down and, and make it make it happen. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and you know what, it can be because one of the things that I like here and everywhere that I have had some interviews in different communities in different states and I'm like but it's beautiful down there you know it's a great community Uh, you got two beaches you know you got St. Simons you got Jekyll Island you got historic downtown Brunswick it's great I enjoy first Fridays you walk around I mean there's no traffic (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you get a little bit of traffic here and there, but nothing like a major city. So I do like, I like the coziness of what Brunswick brings. But again, that job situation and, and luring companies here, you know, I, I, I don't know how that's done. And I'm sure you, you have a committee that, you know, and commissioners that you can sit down and speak with, you know, how that can happen. But I think that's definitely a need because we do, we need some jobs here. I think the average person is concerned about self-preservation. Um, wherever I am, I need to have the ability to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so being a city that, op- that, op- that, that makes available opportunity for economic increase and being able to take care of yourself by having a quality job, that's extremely important. Um, and we've got to stop overlooking uh, whatever we had 10, 15 years ago, um, 
you know, that represents a time that has passed. Mm -hmm. And now we've got to aggressively make some forward progress because climate of, of what we have now in terms of our residents, they're demanding um, more and rightly so because they've been patient for 20 years. Um, literally for 20 years, we've been hearing that we're on an economic downslope um, as a city and we've got to come up with creative ways to uh, answer some of the challenges that we're facing. For 20 years, mm -hmm. the residents have been, been paying two taxes yeah. um, dealing with those type of conditions. And I sincerely believe that when you're in a situation such as the residents of Brunswick who have been patient, who are paying two taxes, it's on the it's on the government officials to say, okay, what are we giving back to our citizens? Um, how do we show them as our residents that they're our primary customer and we wanna make sure that as a city, we are giving customer satisfaction that when they have to pay that extra tax, they say it's well worth it because the services we receive, the opportunities we have here as citizens, um, we're very happy. And that's a part of what I wanna help bring to the table as a, a, a possible future mayor of Brunswick. Well, you know, you're right with the taxes because in fact, you guys pay more taxes than we do in the county. Right, and, right. And the, the honest part about that, the people who live in the county, not including myself as yet, but they are more well-to-do, you know, and they could afford it. <laughs> I'm coming, You're included in that as well. I'm coming along <laughs> 2021. <laughs> Hopefully one day soon. But, you know, you know, they got a little bit easier than the folks that are in the city that, you know, that own homes and property taxes and stuff like that. And that really isn't fair. Now, not saying that I want the taxes to go up in the county, not yet, <laughs> not yet, but it should be some, it should be fair. It really should be fair. Cause I mean, it's still, it's still Brunswick. And when you say the Golden Isles, you still say Brunswick. I know most people like to focus on St. Simons or Jekyll, but Brunswick is, I know it's the key to the Golden Isles. I've heard all the names to it, but we do have a, a lot of people who live here and I don't think they need to be paying two taxes. You know, that's that's not yeah. fair. Well, uh, you know, with the way that, you know, we're set up, it's just reality. I think the emphasis is more so on quality of service that you receive for what you're paying. If I pay more, I expect to get another level of luxury, mm -hmm. I get another level of value. And so it can't be that citizens pay more and receive less right you know you don't you don't pay top dollar for a pinto you know once i pay top dollar at the next level i'm expecting that bmw mercedes mm -hmm. um lexus you know whatever your 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 luxury car of choice is mm -hmm. and so um, i think as a city we have to take that mindset as well that if the citizens are going to pay more then we have to make sure that they receive top value for what they pay so that they don't feel like they're being cheated in the process. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our citizens feel cheated in the process. And they're, they're being very vocal about it. Right. Well, you definitely have some great ideas and great plans and having the opportunity to speak with you. And, you know, I don't want you to divulge too much as of yet. But uh, so when's the campaign trail? I mean, you already started campaigning last year. So how hot and heavy will the campaign be? Because, I mean, you, again, you have well, what, 
six other, five other opponents. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, you know, it's time now to, to begin to really, really kick up dust. Mm -hmm. um, get out there and, and really start hitting the pavement. Uh, we were trying to wait until we got past, you know, these national elections. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we just ended the run for the Senate. And now that people's mind is off of the national um, politics arena, sort of, kind of, because, of course, we still have <laughs> we still have some things going on, but we're hoping now we can begin to spread the, the information on, on our local races. Mm -hmm. People will begin to give true thought to what do you think is can motivate it? Because the last race you were in, which is the commissioner race, what a couple years back, um, right? You missed it by with 11, 12 votes. What do you right. think could be the motivating factor for folks in the city to really get out here, register to vote, and actually vote? And now Georgia went blue, so people are voting. You know now, but that was again that was national races. What do you think can really get them motivated about the local races here? Because, you know, at oh. the end of the day, you you making decisions on their lifestyle, their dollars, you know, and their really their homes and, you know, things like that. So what do you think can motivate them? Well, in terms of motivation, I think 2020 mm -hmm. was the great motivator. Absolutely. <laughs> I think when we saw the, the level of lives taken, uh, the level of challenges that we face in terms of seeing the nature of leaders in places of power that were making decisions for us. Uh, COVID, all of those different dynamics that 2020 brought, it has motivated people in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And like you, um, like you suggested, they were motivated. I don't think that that motivation was just for a presidential race or just for the Senate. I think people have a heightened conscience now of what it's going to take to make conditions better throughout the land. Um, there was a time when we were willing to give blind faith to leaders that were elected and said, okay, they'll, they, we put them in office, they'll, they'll get the job done. Now we're seeing that a lot of times we have elected people, put them in place, and they haven't represented with integrity. Um, the people who put them there. And so all eyes now are on these offices and people are trying to be much more intentional about what needs to be done about having quality leadership that will represent them. So I think they're motivated. I think what has to happen now as a candidate, I have to really get out and let people know uh, my heart for them and and the, the issues that I wanna represent and the change that I've looked to make on behalf of people um, so that they know who they need to vote for. So we're committed to that process and um, I'm excited about it. You know, in, in this lab with national races, what won the races actually was young people and African-American women. You know, how, how, what is your plan to really reach the young people and the importance of really, because they came out I mean, our young people are woke, <laughs> and I like that, you know, right. and, they're, and they're participating in the voting process, but again, locally, how are you planning on, you know, uh, going over to Brunswick High, and going over to Glen Academy, or, you know, how are you, you know, able to really motivate our young folks? Well, you know, um, currently, 
I have um, some young people who are working with the campaign okay. um, who are currently in high school. Okay. And so they're, they're organizing, they're doing some, some groundwork, trying to build up our, our young adult component. And so we're excited about that. We're serious about trying to encourage, inspire, and educate young people to mm -hmm. be a part of the process. You know, at the point that you get 24 years old, you can start running for some of these public offices. And so it's my belief that if we get them a part of campaigns such as mine, then they don't wait till they're 50, 60 before they consider running for public office. Right. Um, they use a great part of their youth um, to influence in culture and influencing um, the environment that they live in. And so we're, we're working hard to make sure that youth is a part. Okay. Okay, because we got, you know, we can't deny them anymore because they, they're trying to be, no. they're, they're trying to be part of the process. And I'm very proud of our young folks, you know, for getting out there and they've been marching, they've been, you know, they've been standing up for their rights and, you know, um, they're, and, and they've been good at it, not violent. And that's really what, right. that's if you want to use a model of nonviolence, look at our young people, they march and they just want to. Again, they're woke, and I'm glad they're woke. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. this vaccine, have you decided to take the shot? Well, honestly, I'm happy that the vaccine has come. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait a little while uh, before I consider taking it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's still early, early in the um, process right now. Right. Um, and so I just want to make sure that um, they've gotten all the possible bugs out of it. <laughs> Uh, before, I before you. I allow myself. <laughs> you know, I, I, I said the same thing. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to, you know, because I was just talking to my, my auntie, and she's like, my auntie's 94. I said, you know, you can take the shot. I'm not taking that shot. She's flat out, no. I said, well, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not going to, but I'm like you. I'm going to wait and see and how it prevails out there in the communities and because I have friends who are like 65 like I mean they're on the phone they're trying to get those appointments and I understand because people are tired of staying at home so they want to be protected but again I don't really don't know all the stuff they're putting in in that shot and then which one is better <laughs> you're gonna get Pfizer or you're gonna get Moderna you know so I I, I want to take the one that Dr. Fauci took <laughs> I know that's right. He's the only one I trust, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> it's um, you know, there's a there's a lot of concern still about, you know, should I take the shot or not? I believe that this, we're going to get to a point where it's mandated. Exactly. Um, you know, but that's going to come with time. Just like you know, you can't go to school if you don't take the measles shot. Right. Um, this virus is something that we're stuck with and it's going to be lingering. Mm -hmm. Um, but. We just want to be sure. And I think um, the minority community, we've had a lot of bad experiences throughout history mm -hmm. um, with being guinea pigs. Right. Um, without the without proper research and things of that sort. And so, or I mean, or we were the research. Right. And so. Exactly. You know, yeah. So in this, in this season, um, my decision is, you know, just to wait mm -hmm. um, six months to a year and I'll make sure that we have all the books out of there. I'll give them my arm. Okay. Well, you know, Dr. Perry, we're right there. I'm just saying, I'm not going to take I didn't say I wasn't going to take it, but I, I just want to see. I just want to make sure, 
I, I got a doctor's appointment maybe like around June sometime. And we'll sit down and we'll have the conversation. Because believe it or not, I was like that with the flu shot. It took me a mm-hmm. long time to get that flu shot. And I, I, I took it, I remember taking it and I got so sick. And I said, I'll never take that thing again because I took it. And then my doctor said to me, look, you know, you're taking care of your mother. A, a flu or the cold to you could be pneumonia to her. So you had, so from that point, I started taking it. And now I take it. I mean, it's no big deal. I take it every year. Arm hurts for a couple of days and then I'm good. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still waiting to take the flu shot. I've never it. had a flu shot. Wow. Never, ever. Um, and, you know, things have been pretty well without taking it. Praise so, the Lord. Um, amen. <laughs> yeah, you lucky. you lucky. Since I've been taking it, I'll be honest, I have, you know, I, I catch a cold or something, but it lasts like a couple of days and I'm good to go. And I think, and I think with us really, I, well, I wear a mask. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just... I just know I have to take care of me, and I got I got a four-legged buddy that I have. If anything happens, I got to make sure my four-legged buddy is okay, because there's nobody coming in the COVID house to take care of her. So I try to stay as safely as possible. But, you know, I think with a lot of people who are wearing, because it seems like I go a lot of places that people are wearing masks. They're masked up, and that should really help with the flu as well, or, you know, a cold. Because I remember, you know, working in radio and sharing the microphone. Ooh, I used to catch mm. some bad ones. You know, well, folks I'm Every now and then I'm sharing the mic at church, so I get it. <laughs> you get it. Somebody, I, somebody yeah. got something. So, you know, plus I'm vitamin up now. I'm, you know, my vitamin D, my C, you know. I'm <laughs> getting back in my healthy, on my exercise bike in the mornings, you know. I'm really trying to build up my resistance. So, I mean, I think those are just things that we have to do now. This is our, our new norm. And so we won't yeah. have to take that shot because I really don't want to take it. But again, if I have to, I have to. Well, you know, um, what is your your expectations for 2021? Your goals, your expectations? Well, you know, of course I have this race before me. Um, and that's going to be extremely soon. Um, I am I'm on the on the compasses of, of working on the book. Okay. Um, I have one that I was working on last year that I kind of pushed to the side that really needs to be completed, but um, I'm tackling a whole nother title um, right now. I'm dealing with um, just evolution, process of, of becoming your, your best self. And I believe that that complements this whole run for for mayor because, of course, as a city, we're in this process of trying to become our best self. Um, I believe that it's high time for people to hold themselves accountable for being their best self versus just living and making it from day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited about that process. Of course, as a father, I'm always looking for, for opportunity to spend more time with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, there they're in that process of, of being young adults pursuing life and their little schedules get real, real busy. And so uh, I'm always looking for creative moments to have daddy time with them and to encourage them to be everything that they can be. Mm-hmm. And so 
um, I'm looking forward to this year just being a wonderful year in many ways. Looking for financial opportunities, um, looking for great relationships. You know, I'm looking for the whole gamut. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I, I'm right there with you. Financial blessings, <laughs> you know, yeah. career-wise, you know. And I, I, I feel good. It's, it's crazy because I know it's been a long year. I know it has. And, you know, we've gone through some challenges in 2020. But for some reason, not for some reason, the, the Spirit tells me that I, I believe that we should, 2021 should hopefully become a lot better, prayerfully, you know, become a lot better for us all if we stay true and believe it can, you know, and write our visions down and make it plain. <laughs> you gotta make it plain. You gotta, you gotta make, make it, it plain. You gotta make it plain. So I've been, I've been writing my visions and just asking God to direct me and even fast and pray. I mean, that's where we're at right now. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time and sitting down and uh, talking to me and talking about your plans for becoming mayor of Brunswick, Georgia. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking those things as though they are. Hey, I'm in agreement. <laughs> I claim it and receive it. Okay, so we'll get, <laughs> we're gonna catch up with you. We'll have more conversations throughout the year through your process. I would like to watch your journey as you as a candidate and and see how this 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 takes off for you because i see the passion and i know this is something that you want and i believe that you could really be helpful to this community so i'll be i'll be watching you (laughs) hey watch the journey is always the unique experience that's for sure whenever you deal with anything with people um there's always something unique that takes place Mm -hmm. um and so it's interesting to hear the different narratives that that pop up, you know, and the different things that people say and different opinions that they have. And so finding a way to navigate through all of that and bring people to, to what really matters mm-hmm. um, and what's at the real heart of the matter is always a challenge, but it's a challenge that I'm looking forward to, um, to, to facing head on and, and really finding a way over and around so that we can bring all of these different kind of people um, the division amongst um, our people is is crazy. Um, you got Republicans, you got Democrats, you got black, you got white, you got poor, you got rich, you got happy, you got sad. And so you got all of these different people that you got to try to bring together in a, in a place of unity so that we can work together for the common good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been a, a strength of mine. So, um, that's going to make the journey a real, real unique process. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes on it. Okay, I definitely will because, again, yes, you do. And it's folks that you break bread with, folks that you know in the community, folks that you hear, and one feels this way and the other one feels that way. So it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what do you do? What do you do? But I'm definitely, uh, I'll be watching and hopefully – you know, I think you can. I think you, if, if anybody can really bring all folks together, I believe you can. I mean, we started that with the uh, Ahmaud Aubrey case, and we're going to continue. And I definitely love to have you on as it gets closer to the time of the uh, of the uh, actual court case as we get ready to go to trial. And because uh, I definitely want to keep people engaged around the country, you know, because they haven't heard too much lately because of of course with the elections and everything that has taken place but uh 
you know, here in Brunswick, we're going to be getting back into the, the trial coming up soon. So I would love to have you back on and we can talk more about that to keep people updated of what's happening here in the Brunswick community. I would love to be a part. You know, you the boss lady. So anytime See? you call, I come running. <laughs> See, I like that. For the boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's I need the... to be a part of that. Part of your jingle, okay. The boss. the boss lady, okay. Let me let me see how I can work that. Because <laughs> I, I plan on being a boss. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it, Dr. Perry, for coming on again, and you know, good luck in the in in your running, because I know it's it's gonna take some work out here, you know. But it, you know, yeah. you, you're shining, so you should be all right. I know this. There's a little, little a little bit of competitiveness out there, but it's gonna be all right. <laughs> Uh, it's not it's not a competition it's just a conversation with people um, at the end of the day the people will make a decision about who they want to represent them and you have to honor people's choices so um, um i approach it with that perspective um but i will put the work in to make sure that they know that i'm an available choice okay all right dr john davis perry the second so glad that you joined yolanda neely's show today okay blessing blessing, blessing. all right bye-bye